Hello and welcome to Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with. What we listen to and hear throughout the day can shape how we feel. If we feed and nourish our soul with wholesome conversations from everyday people, filled with positivity and stories that people can relate to, you may feel less alone and even inspired. We're all working through stuff and sometimes you need to hear conversations that have failures, successes and everyday struggles. Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with is listening to others talk about how they have journeyed through life so far, including some top tips for you to take away. Hello, Johnny Landles. Hi, Manny. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Well, it's a quite a sunny morning, actually, for October. It is. It's lovely here. Yeah, it's lovely here as well. The last few days have been raining and miserable, so it's nice to see the sun and, uh, yeah, I can't complain. Things are good. Amazing. Thank you very much for joining us on Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with, and we're in conversation with Johnny Landles. So for those people that don't know Johnny Landles, what do we need to know about you? What do you do? Okay, so I run a company um, known as Next Step Nutrition as my day job uh, I do many other things as well you know I, I play sport I do amateur musical theatre I go to the gym I keep fit I go on walks uh, read books and all the rest of it so more more to me as a person um, but you know we're here to talk well-being so Next Step Nutrition is an online nutrition and fitness coaching company that goes against the grain I think in terms of uh, what you would think of in terms of fitness mm-hmm. I think when people think fitness they think broccoli kale smoothies and misery yeah um, and and even you know harsh diets restrictive mm-hmm. approaches and just you know failure after failure which is just horrific and the way that we work is we use a combination of coaching styles known as motivational interviewing and cognitive behavioral therapy to have conversations with our clients mm-hmm. about the changes that they want to make that suit their goals their values and their individual circumstances and then we help them make those changes in a way that suits them and we provide guidance we provide workouts recipes um meal advice uh if needed and where needed yeah rather than just providing them with a blanket meal plan macro guideline calorie target or or fitness plan that may or may not suit what they need Mm. um so we work individually with our clients for the most part um and it's online so the way that we manage that is through the medium of zoom mm-hmm. zoom consultations with clients and then we help keep them accountable through certain habit tracking and messages and uh you know check-in forms and stuff if if they need and want it so again it's very much dependent on one, what will help them be their most successful mm. um but we are developing a group-based program for the start of next year because we're aware that that level of accountability and conversation comes at a certain cost of time Mm -hmm. so we're developing a group program which rather than a eight-week transformation or 90-day shred or four-week whatever as you see online it's going to be a six-month curriculum-based health and well-being program which is going to be all about mindset habits um holistic health and it Mm -hmm. starts with going to start with a couple of weeks of assessments of the individual for themselves to go through you know why are they there what are they actually hoping to achieve why is that important to them what values and things do they have what priorities do they have what how do they spend their time and then we're going to go through 
our essential habits for health and well-being in a manner that anyone can adopt so we'll have you know levels based on where they're at and we'll help them with time management and priorities and crucial conversations and all the rest of the things that a lot of health and fitness coaches don't realize is what's stopping their clients from getting results yeah a lot of a lot of coaches blame their clients for a lack of motivation or wanting it Mm-hmm. whereas they don't realize that all of their clients are mid-20 personal trainers who live and breathe in a gym and don't have partners or kids or anything else to revolve yeah. their life around whereas we're aware that regular people have kids lives family yeah. jobs responsibilities and a whole other host of things and they just want to they just want to look and feel a little bit better yeah and we're going to help our clients achieve that in a way that works for them rather than giving them pale mm. smoothies and misery yeah amazing and actually obviously I've I've known you for quite a long time and I've come to you for advice on many occasions and actually you're you're now the only person whose opinion in terms of health and well-being for certainly relationships around food and exercise is the only person I'll really listen to I just think you you've nailed exactly what it is and and you just saying it's it's about the person about the time that they've got and everything being tailored to them and and for me it's the mindset bit that's missing and I think it's the same in so many industries you know um obviously you you're a performer you know this as well that actually when you learn your craft and you're on stage yeah thing that we don't talk about ever is mindset and, 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 you know, as soon as you go into something, you might have the talent to do it, but up here, you're not, you're not ready, you're not feeling it on. And, and that's a massive thing. And I think certainly in your industry for success, I think mindset's huge. Massive. Mm. Uh, uh, my, mindset is the barrier towards any successful yeah. change that someone will go through. And it wasn't until I realized that, Manny, that my approach to health and fitness coaching changed because, you know, mm. I, I, I throw rocks at coaches now who sort of offer meal plans and misery. And, and, and it's said in a bit of jest because it's kind of things that I've experienced in the past, but it's also the way that I used to coach because I didn't yeah. know any better. Mm. You know, when I, when I started coaching people, it's because I had a passion for helping others yeah. and wanting to help others achieve a change that had changed my life. But I didn't realize that I had used a certain approach that only worked for me in my instance and actually didn't continue to work for me once my priorities changed. And then I had to think, oh, you know, it was at the the back end of last year after COVID had struck and we were kind of going into another lockdown that actually I had some of my darkest days in terms of confidence and mental health Mm -hmm. because I really started to question whether I knew anything as a coach. Which is interesting, right? Because you've just said, oh, you're the only person yeah, I'll go to. Absolutely. Way, that, yeah. that comment, by the way, made me well up because yeah. the amount of people that are out there in the space for even one person to say that to me, that's yeah. like, that that's an achievement unlocked because my life's mission has been to yeah. make myself as better, you know, as good as I can and to help yeah. other people. That's but true. to go back to that moment, I went through a really dark mental health period mm. and, and a really, really bad depression, actually, that's only sort of started to come out on the on the back end of this summer mm. and people who look at me on the outside in might not know that but it came because uh, I'd lost a few clients through COVID and I was, I was thinking more about my values and the way I coached and I was coaching a certain way that I thought worked but actually wasn't working for a lot of people you know there are a lot of people coming to me and I was talking about flexible dieting and you know eating what you like but getting results but I was giving everyone calories and macros and asking them to mm-hmm. track their food and all the rest of it because that's the way that I'd been taught and it wasn't working for a lot of people and I didn't really Mm. understand why 
so I had to really dig deep and I and you know long story short I ended up doing um, a year-long course in behavior change and nutritional counseling uh, as well as a CBT diploma mm, amazing. because I started to think right if I can actually how can I help people affect real change within themselves and enjoy doing it in a way that suits them you know what other techniques are there to help people affect health and well-being change that doesn't involve mm. tracking their food and 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 you checking in with me weekly with a food diary you know? <laughs> i want to do that for the rest yeah. of their lives <laughs> and it was through that course that i then discovered a lot of more of my own you know i did a lot of speaking my own values as well of like okay well what do i want health and fitness to look like how do i think a good relationship with food looks and and how should people view their food or, or you know for a, for a better life and that was a long process that then led to me to this place of it's got to come down to that individual so you know some people that i work with do track their food but it's because they want to yeah and they're aware of how that method works and they th- and they believe that that will help them with their current goal and then we have a plan that as soon as it doesn't work for them anymore then we won't use it rather than yeah. giving a giving a set plan to everyone you mm. know you're going to have some people get results and you're going to have a lot of people not and rather than blaming the client uh, it, it was me addressing my own limitations as a coach actually mm. and thinking okay well what there are always two people in a conversation and actually if your client isn't getting results it might be about what you're saying yeah mm. and I had to I had to do some deep reflection on that and it led to a low low in confidence of being like fuck me like I actually don't know anything yeah but that exploration has led me to the other side mm. to being not only a much more confident coach but being a much better coach you know, I have people coming to me now from all walks of life who say to me certain things and because of the coaching practices I've worked on and continue to work on, I can help them. Mm. Whereas before I'd been like, so you don't want to use my fitness pal? And they're like, no. And I'm like, meal plan? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do I do? Yeah. But it's, it's so refreshing to hear because actually – there's so many people who are going about their business who just kind of stay on this path. And if they're not, if it, either either themselves or as a trainer or as a coach, if it's not working, it's someone else's fault. Or, well, I've always been doing it this way, so it's fine. Whereas, yeah, why can't you do it like me? Yeah, exactly. And actually, it's so refreshing to hear someone say, maybe actually that was something I was doing. Or, And I've certainly found that in in my own career when when I've been doing vocal coaching, not everything works for the same way for certain people. And sometimes that's, you know, a psychological situation. Someone said something to to them about something, therefore they can't do it that way. And also science changes. You know, we we learn more, research changes, we learn more about stuff and and things that we thought were true then are, are actually you know proven to be different and we have to roll with that and move with that and otherwise we never have any self-growth exactly and i mean to go back to your original question because i realized i tangented on the sort of oh, no, aspect. tangents are great but the, so the mindset obviously you know I, I realized how powerful it was with my sort of own mental health problems and then mm-hmm. as i explored that avenue more particularly with sort of cbt and with motivational interviews mm. which are two sort of coaching practices we use at, at next step it was discovering the issues people had with their thought patterns which were creating their 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 reality and people don't realize that they're telling themselves stories every single day and whether those stories are positive or negative will determine your outcome yeah and and that's quite a hard thing to wrap people's head around because they're like well 
no, but this, this is shit. And you're like, yes, okay, that is shit. Mm. But you're also telling yourself a story about a certain reality that actually isn't true. Mm. And this happens with food and fitness all the time. Like the negative stories will be, I can't control myself around food. I, I have to exercise like this, otherwise I'll get really fat. Or I have to track calories because otherwise I can't control myself. Or I can't have biscuits in the house because otherwise I'll just eat them all. And like, oh, well, I always just eat when I'm stressed and I'm an emotional. And these people are giving themselves absolute statements with their stories in their head mm -hmm. rather than, and this is something I picked up from sort of meditation and headspace, is viewing thoughts and feelings like clouds in the sky that, that come and go. And you're telling yourself this story of, oh, I can't control myself with biscuits. Okay, that's come from a background history of, of a certain stream of events and a certain habit, maybe. But what if you told yourself a new story? Like, what, what, what reality do you want? Do you want to never have biscuits again? Yeah. Or do you want to be in a place where you can control your urges and have one or two and enjoy them? Yeah. Oh, I'd, rather have, I'd rather have the latter. Okay, well, how do we start working towards that? Yeah. And it's not a not a simple process by any means, mm. but it's a case of working with that individual and helping them, you know, like you'd help someone with a phobia, with a kind of a gradual, yeah. you know, reintroduction to that thing. So in fitness, there's a kind of belief of like, oh yeah, well, if you don't have trigger food in the house, then you won't eat it. It's like, that worked when we didn't have Deliveroo and a news <laughs> agent on every corner and the yeah. ability for someone literally to throw a pizza through my window without me having to leave my chair. <laughs> Right. Like if I want to eat junk food, I will do it. And actually yeah. by removing all those things from the house and banning them as bad foods, yeah. you're actually going to want them more. Mm -hmm. And so it's finding a place where you give yourself unconditional permission to eat the foods that you love, which is an intuitive eating concept. Yeah. But then pairing that with certain guidelines that match your current goals and your current values, as opposed to yeah. having it black or white, yeah. which is what a lot of people do in terms of the science that you mentioned continually changing yes it does and as a practitioner i think you should always be investing in your development because if you're not you're going to be left behind so i you know a lot of my money every month goes to personal development in terms of being at the top of my field but also on that front if you're a gen pop listening to this and by that i just mean someone who isn't in, into the fitness industry please don't look at new research blanketly because there's a really big hole that people can fall into when it comes to the way that media and yeah. certain blog articles and certain influencers and doc even doctors on Twitter and Instagram can portray new research yeah. and then discredit all previous research that could have been done better, more controlled. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we get we get lost in this idiom of, oh my word, eggs actually do kill us. Yeah. And forget of all the previous research that that tell us actually no, they're fine. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's like, um, there's a, there's a silly advert. Well, it's not quite, it's not silly. It's quite good on at the moment. And it's loads of people doing work on their house, putting TVs up and everything's going oh. wrong. Have you seen it? There's like a hole no. in the wall, the TV falls off and it's basically saying, get the experts in. And I'm not oh, yeah. always <laughs> saying that you need an expert, but when you're somebody trying to navigate a world that isn't your world, it's mm. always a really good idea to, to, to speak to you know like if it was a a fitness or, or food situation it'd be speaking to somebody like yourself get the knowledge that that that, that they do for a living that's their job you know you're not yeah. really somebody who I, I wouldn't look at new fitness research and understand it because it isn't my world and I think that's really important if I don't understand something vocally or something new is happening 
I'll speak to somebody who is what I call higher up on the food chain to help yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. You don't claim to know everything. And I think it's, it's such a good, good point. There's a humbling nature in admitting that you don't have the answers and need yeah. help, right? And, and and people then get surprised with that when that when I say to them, well, you know, I, I pay money for research reviews and coaching and for all of these resources to help me become a better coach. And they're like, well, yeah. I thought you knew it. I'm like, well, I'm, I, I know a lot, but there yeah. will also be always be more than I can't learn. And, and as someone who is an evidence-based fitness professional, yes, I love research, but I can't read research very well because I'm not yeah. a scientist. I did science at A level, but I didn't do a degree in that. these things. There you go. So I, I didn't do a degree in these things like a yeah. lot of these, you know, PhDs and people, PhDs are people who have had to do research to get that PhD. Mm. And so by by me signing up to a research review and, and for people who don't know, a research review is basically a team of researchers will give you a breakdown of latest scientific research in the topic and mm. they'll break it down for you and say, this is what the researchers did. This is how they analyzed it. And yeah. therefore we can interpret these as these results. However, yeah. these are the limitations and the ideas for further research would be these things. And so really what we can take away is this maybe happens in this population of maybe these people. And yeah. it's like, that's how, that's how research actually is. Yeah. You'll then see a headline being like, one egg a day gives you cancer and you're like fuck me that's not what yeah. i said at all yeah but but you know i ask for help you ask for help but yeah. with food and fitness money this is the difference mm. right everyone can see that like okay i might be able to paint a wall yeah maybe but i can't really cut in or whatever and so people don't really value paying a painter unless they're really flush with money yeah wallpaper is kind of like another level up and then you yeah know, putting your tv on a wall oh well like yeah it just it's not, it doesn't really matter but if it was to build a kitchen or to fit a window they'd be like right yeah i need someone's help because otherwise yeah. this is going to go through, you know i'm going to blow myself up or yeah like yeah i can't fix my car because i will literally die there's a level of, of knowledge people think they have. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately with food and fitness, it's at the bottom of the chain because yeah. people think they should know how to eat well and exercise. And so there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a block there embarrassment in terms of I should know this. Yeah. You know, I'm a human being eating is, is standard function and, and moving is standard function for a human being. So why can't I do this? Like I was taught yeah. this as a kid yeah and therefore they're like so I don't need to ask for help I'll figure it out there's enough things out there for free that I can kind of work on yeah but what people don't realize is that actually the environment we live in is as human beings now is far from normal mm. we're not brought up with great relationships with food and exercise because neither were our parents and yeah. that's a fault of the current media TV, yeah newspapers magazines Instagram Facebook some of the most poisonous things actually for a healthy attitude for food and exercise are those things those exact things we're looking for for information yeah and the sea of information in the libraries and in the internet is all so dichotomous it becomes impossible to understand exactly what it is that we should eat yeah because if you go to a library and look in the nutrition section you'll find the paleo diet next to the vegan diet next to the carnivore diet next to the atkins diet next to the no fruit diet next to the drink only water diet next to the friggin zone diet and yeah. then the um, uh, intermittent fasting and then, uh, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the list goes on. I've heard, I've heard all sorts. The metabolic yeah. diets. Yeah. The homeostatic diets. And you're like, okay, literally, if I took every piece of advice from all of these books, I would go home drinking only water. Yeah. Yeah. So we need help. Yeah. Because if, if you can't find an evidence-based practitioner to help you no. 
sift through that information and find yeah. out actually what it is that works for you you're going to struggle yeah. for a long time and and so many people listening to this especially people of kind of my generation your generation if you were kind of and I'm saying the word unlucky because it's true unlucky enough to have a parent that was completely and utterly on a diet every single week of their life were doing something different then they'd fall off the wagon then they needed to lose 10 pounds because we were going on holiday and then they start the new diet I mean that you know and and I mean that with no disrespect to my family but that was my experience so and also um that then leads to um a cycle of negative chat around body image to impressionable people you know and that that's a hard thing so so for me there's a couple of things to pick up on so the first thing um is thank you for uh, opening up about your own um dark time and, and moments of depression that's you know that's a lot to share and we appreciate it and people that you know are listening will have, have gone through times like that how how did you get yourself through that how did you navigate yourself back to um more of a balanced place really difficult really because i you know i've been through some like pretty tough things as a as a person and it wasn't until i was in my early 20s that i started to have like quite negative thought patterns and um and and be consumed with them quite a lot and i when i look back actually res- retrospectively on my life I can I can piece together really really strong links as to why that is, and actually I've had an undercurrent of disbelief in myself for a long time, mm. and that came from like a constant need to be affirmed that I was doing the right thing or the right or a good job, mm. and I think that stems back to you know lo- losing my dad as a teenager mm. because I lost that um, that father figure in my life who would have been there to affirm guide I've walked. you know I've walked in your shoes son, and I've been where you've been but then funnily enough I can look back at my dad and also know that I didn't see him show emotion very often at all okay and he he came from the school of thought of well men don't cry yeah boys don't cry and so I then struggled with this mindset of like okay well I you know I'm a guy I'm a man I'm a man (laughs) Um, but I'm feeling emotional how am I supposed to display this and I'd always been a really positive chappy so then early 20s, when I started to struggle with my mental health issues, I was like, you know, is this because there's things in my life that I'm not happy with? Or I, I just didn't understand it. So I was like, I was doing a job that I enjoyed and I was living, you know, I had good, I had friends and enough money and all these things. And so I was like, I don't know why I'm sad. Like, there's nothing to be sad about. And I, I just really didn't understand it at all. And that's when I, I went through it. And so it's been up and down. And this period last year and where it came back again, I, I, I looked at myself and I was like, well, there are certain habits and actions that I know work for me mm. that I'd, I'd just let slide. Yeah. And I'd found myself in a very, very self-critical manner about nearly everything that I'd done. Mm. And it wasn't until I, funnily enough, started this behavior change coaching course and they started teaching me because a lot of it wasn't about nutrition at all. You know, the, a lot of the issues we have about food and fitness have nothing to do with food and fitness yeah. and everything to do with things far deeper. Mm. emotion stress negative self-talk and i we had to do a self-compassion test mm-hmm. which asked you a bunch of questions and it was a score out of five and my score was like 1.15 mm. and it was like a score of anything lower than three was deemed as like low self-compassion mm. and i was like wow mine's really bloody low 
and that was an interesting angle for me because I'd never thought about this the self-compassion term yeah and as I did more research into it and and the 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 course gave us more research about it I was able to analyze my history and be like okay yeah so not only have I have I let go of things that were helping me like exercise sleep I mean I always exercise but it was not as consistent as it used to be I wasn't sleeping very well I wasn't eating as well as I could have done and I wasn't doing things like meditation and journaling and and reading and things that like helped me keep level-headed yeah and I was paired I was paired with a low confidence at work um and then a lot of negative self-talk a lot of lack of self-compassion and then so by developing some affirmations and positive self-talk that worked for me mm-hmm. and and for people who are listening to this they might kind of go for affirmations because there's a school of thought that says affirmations of projecting yourself to the future and yeah. being your best self not true at all affirmations are actually affirmations of what you are currently doing that are great yeah so what what do you have great success in what character traits what what have you done in the past mm-hmm. where you've achieved something great or overcome a hurdle though that's mm-hmm. self-compassion yeah and so by developing a sort of self-compassion toolkit, as it were, and then developing a daily, a bi-daily habit of positive self-talk, and then a, a daily habit of meditation and reading and, and journaling, gratitude journaling and all these things, mm. I managed to start pulling myself out of it. And, mm. and I got therapy. Yeah. You know, every, every time that I struggled with my mental health, I asked for help, help. because I realized that something was a, a wrong and I needed help fixing it. Mm. And, and it's hard as a bloke to admit that. Yeah. Because men don't cry. Mm-hmm. But this is why this is why every year I grow a horrible moustache for November. And I try to, I'm, I'm thinking of something, funnily enough, as someone who's into fitness, you can't do a mm-hmm. standard fitness thing and raise money. You need to something, do something even more drastic, which is so sure. annoying, but I yeah. don't understand it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some kind of endurance challenge I can give myself in November this year to raise money for it mm-hmm. because... Mm, mental health is important with everyone mm. you know physical health is important with everyone but with men in particular I've got a real um I guess I've got a real personal mission for men's health both physical and mental and that comes yeah. down to watching my dad pass away through a severe lack of self-care yeah both physical and emotional mm. knowing that I myself have struggled with my mental health and loads of other men do and don't ask for help yeah and then just knowing that health in general goes far deeper than the food that you eat and the exercise that you do yeah but the things in the background affect those things and it becomes Mm. a cycle so yeah amazing thanks so much for sharing that as well because that is you know that's a hard thing for you to talk about but it, it absolutely resonates with people and you know for me just picking up on a few things there in terms of you know what people can do if they're feeling you know, apart, you know, obviously professional help would always be the top tip, um, yeah. reaching out and, um, but you mentioned journaling, you mentioned meditation. Yeah. Yes. Just self kind of Johnny self-care tips just to kind of yeah. go back through them. I'm glad you mentioned that money because like, you know, we were, we were talking about asking professionals for help and all these things, mm-hmm. but obviously bud- budget reasons are yeah, a big it's thing hard. for people. Yeah. And, and I understand that in terms of it's funny because health and fitness, yes, it does cost money to see an expert like myself mm-hmm. because I also need to put food on the table. Sure. And I'm a professional and I understand then that it's out of people's reach because they have other priorities to pay for like food and childcare. Um, yeah. and, and mental health is a similar thing. You know, if you try to wait on the NHS for mental health support, you know, you'd be waiting a long time, which is tragic, mm-hmm. but unfortunately they, they're, they're great and they only have so many resources. So I'm not yeah. going to knock them because we, we couldn't live without them. Let's be honest. Yeah, of course. But there are places that you can go to for free help. 
<clears throat> right so if it's fitness you know i've got a bunch of different blogs i've got video series i've got lead magnets i've got podcasts coming out of my ears just go in and just go and listen to all of that and yeah that should help you hopefully um when it comes to mental health support there are charities out there that mm-hmm. are doing really great things particularly for both men and women mm-hmm. right and and for men there's two there's two channels on instagram i would help people with and that's protectors mm-hmm. and andy's man club because mm-hmm. they have actual clubs that you can go to yeah and they also have loads of stuff on their instagram in terms of Johnny's self-help tips, if you are talking to yourself negatively, mm-hmm. you need to understand where that is coming from. And that, as you mentioned at the very, you, you and I talked about the blurb that you're going to have opening this podcast. Yeah. We are the creation of our surroundings. Yeah. So if you're watching negative news, if mm-hmm. you're hanging out with negative people, if you're yeah. following things on social media that yeah. you think are trying to inspire you but actually make you feel shit, yeah. cut them out cut them immediately. Out. Yeah. Cut them out immediately. You don't need to watch the news. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen in the world that you need to know about that someone won't tell you about. Yeah. You don't need to watch it. If if you want to be compassionate to your fellow man, donate to charity. Yeah. We're all aware that there are horrific things out there, but mm-hmm. we can't actually change those things. We can if we devote our life to them and people have those values, and that's great. Like I don't Next Step Nutrition as a company donate to charities that don't, you know, food and water and stuff because it's a nutrition mm-hmm. company. And I thought that yeah. that kind of matched, and I raise money for charities that are close to my heart, just like everyone. You know, that's a great sure. thing. Go and do it. But ne- negative inputs do affect things, and particularly social media is is really dangerous. Like you said, you hate Facebook. Yeah, I, I do. I I, I, I only use okay. Instagram. I only use Instagram for work. Yeah. And I had to curate my Instagram feed because I was following a lot of people that actually made me feel very bad about myself and my genes. Yes. And so at first I followed them for help, and then I realised actually their content just made me feel like shit. Yeah. And if you have that in your life, just cut it out. It's not helping yeah. you stop reading hello magazine and all these things actually just make you feel jealous and shit about your life yeah understand that anything that's in a magazine or on social media is a highlight reel and everyone that's you know like i said to you there like people yeah my content probably wouldn't have realized i struggled with mental health yeah apart from the fact i spoke about it in my content Mm -hmm. because i was trying to be real yeah and reminding you that this is a highlight reel and to everyone that's having a great holiday you know there's a great book called everybody lies Mm -hmm. and it's about how even the person the person you think has a perfect job and a perfect relationship and a perfect lifestyle argues with their spouse, has, yeah. you know, the same fears about their genitalia size and <laughs> their confidence in work. Yeah. And they're go- you know, they're Googling the same, they have the same insecurities and worries and mental health problems that you do. Yeah. But they're just showcasing a highlight reel for their yeah. friends and family to see that they're yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, so curate your feed, get rid of anything negative that makes you feel like shit. Get rid of people in your life that make you feel like shit, even if they're your mates. If they're constantly criticizing you and putting you down, tell them to fuck yeah. off. You know, you don't yeah. have time for that in your life. Yeah. Find the people that will bring you up and make you feel better. Absolutely. Because there will be people out there who you think are your mates, but actually they keep you around because they can put you down and they make them feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. And okay, yeah, they need help. Yeah. Ask them if they're okay. Ask them if everything's okay at home because it could be coming from somewhere deeper. But if that continues to happen, just get rid of them. Yeah. Don't text them back. You can find people that are better for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, journaling, really useful. And there's something called the mind journal, by the way, which gives you prompts because obviously writing down blank really struggles for people. Mm-hmm. 
meditation really helps a lot of people feel like it's a waste of time it's not download the yeah. app called Head, headspace we spoke about meditation. that yesterday because i said right. that I, I think meditation the word puts people off it makes people yes. feel like it's inaccessible but i agree with you something like headspace something that's maybe guided to start with so you understand headspace, what... headspace of courses and you can start with as little as one to three minutes yeah again you know the, my whole coaching platform is about helping people find what works for them yeah with headspace now because it's been going for so long you've got an extensive library of different courses and packs for different things mm. and the, the the meditation itself is always the same in terms of what happens after the three minute blurb but there's a three minute yeah. blurb at the start of the headspace which gives you the intention for the session yeah and then they guide you through it you know and out of it again and they've got music and movement and you know so if you prefer to listen to music if you prefer to move whatever there'll mm. be something there that works for you but it's about taking time for yourself yeah that's key <laughs> and I think a lot of people forget about that money like mm. you're a mother with two kids you're also a wife mm-hmm. and you have a career and you know you have two careers really because you're doing yeah. this and yeah and and your career is in helping other people mm. right you you helped students like me navigate university mm-hmm. both the and 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 you were very acceptable as a, a lecturer you know you you were interested in our in our lives deeper than what we were doing on stage because you yeah. realized that we were at a pivotal point of our life cycle of you've just left the nest and now you're about to go out into the real world and that's a that's a pivotal point in your in our development yeah. likewise you're working now with professional performers who are several years down the adult life cycle yeah. and like oh yeah life's a lot more difficult than i fucking realized <laughs> yeah and and for people like you and I, or for people who are parents who who love their jobs and they love their families, we look after everyone else and forget to look after ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And it's a it's a hard concept to understand putting your oxygen mask on first because you think, well, what do I do about the other people? Yeah. And it's a co- it's a common um, emotional and logical gap when people kind of read fitness content of like, put your own mask on first. Yeah. There are ways for you to take time out of your day to look after yourself while still looking after other people. Yeah. Looking after yourself will allow you to look after other people more effectively. And if the other people cared about you too, if you had a crucial conversation with them about your needs as an individual, Mm -hmm. they would understand and they would do their best to help you achieve those things as well. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, I feel like I've been in therapy now for like 35 minutes, just listening to you. You're it would just be different if we were because I would be asking the questions. <laughs> and that's that's the thing as well. Like a, amazing. a coaching service would be very different than you listening to me on a podcast. Yeah, you might to of course. Like, Fuck me, this guy never shuts up. I'll get away in edgeways. No, um, I know what he's like. He's amazing. He just listens. I know. But the, honestly, people, it, it's just am, it's amazing just to hear all this because it really does. They're all the things that we kind of know that we should be doing as well, but we just. It, there's a point at which you have to kind of get well it's something that I certainly know that I should be doing and there's certain things I have cut out I think for me the cutting out of people that don't serve me the kind of not you know not following anyone on on any of the socials that make me feel like less than that's really important those have been two massive things that that certainly I've worked on that I absolutely know work so you know yeah it's a hard one for people to get get over because people are like well but you know i've known this person for ages or i'm just trying to be nice type thing but it's where like mark manson actually on instagram is someone who i'd recommend everyone follows and his books 
um, How to Not Give a Fuck and Everything is Fucked are both yeah. really, really great recollections yeah. of understanding your personal values and, and living yeah. by them. Mm. And when you said there, Manny, of like, oh, well, we, we know we should be doing this. Yeah. A self-compassion tip as well is to not should yourself. Don't should yourself. I know this. <laughs> yeah, because don't should yourself. We can feel guilty. We can feel guilty for it. And unfortunately, yeah. like, like I made a joke about how I'm different as a coach to how I'm appearing on this podcast. You know, you've asked me for sort of tips and tricks and things yeah. like that. And in a, in a term of giving value, I'll be giving advice. But if someone were to see me as a client, it would be much more a conversation of, well, something that's worked for other clients are these things. You know? Yeah. If any of these things, which one appeals to you most? Yeah. Because then you have the freedom to say none of them. Yeah. And you can explore something else that may work for yeah. you. Yeah. Rather than the, the the classical fitness coach is the, oh, right, okay, you're a mother of two, yeah. you know, 40 years old, mm-hmm. uh, you want to lose five pounds and yeah. you like to run, okay? That's what we can do. Do that. Do that. Mm-hmm. Do that. And I'll, I'll catch up with you in a month, see how you're doing. <laughs> no, mate. You know, so uh, don't should yourselves. Yeah. And I know that's another should. You shouldn't should yourselves. <laughs> but, but that that act of self-compassion is so key, right? We've, got, yeah, we've all got different circumstances. You know, you've listened to a bit of my backstory about mm. the different things I've struggled with and different things that have challenged me, even just at the age of 31. You know, mm. people have... Life is messy. Right? Yeah. People have real problems and real issues and they have issues with their relationships and they have issues with their friendships. They have issues with their jobs. They have issues Mm -hmm. with their confidence. They have issues with their kids and um, all of these really, really tough things. And so then to should yourself about health and fitness, you just having to a lot of stress. Yeah. And and it's about doing what you're capable of. Mm. Yeah. And then, yeah, if you want to change things, knowing that you can't do it all at once it's going to be difficult but it's about making some small changes that you feel happy about Mm. confident in doing and then the ball starts rolling yeah like right i've you know oh man i managed to not have three lattes a day i cut that down to one latte a day yeah um and i've managed to stick with that change for two weeks i feel really good about that because i've stuck Mm. with it i'm feeling confident yeah now i'm going to try and add um a portion of fruit as a snack yeah. Okay. Two weeks later, I'm you know I'm, I'm always eating that apple at eleven a.m. and that's helping my mid-morning munchies. Now let's add a serving of vegetables at dinner. Yeah. Oh, cool! I've managed to keep that going for a couple of weeks. And that sounds really slow for people, but you've got to remember that so life good. is not about mm-hmm. dropping the same seven pounds for the same holiday every fucking year. Yeah. And putting it back on after you've stopped doing the detox or the juice diet or whatever it was that helped yeah. you lose that water weight and have a poo. it's about making small subtle changes to your daily routine that match your lifestyle and values and that Mm. you're going to maintain okay you can't exercise in the gym like i can Mm. but can you take your kid on a bike ride yeah let's do that yeah okay you you can't go and uh, you know you can't go and do a hit class at barry's boot camp with all of the 25 year olds who have no life but you can go swimming with your child on a saturday morning yeah do that yeah. Okay. You don't want to wake up every day and drink a smoothie of kale and misery. Neither do I. No. I had a sausage roll, I had a sausage roll and a mocha this morning. That's what, that is the content we're talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where is the content that shows people how to be healthy? Absolutely. Yeah. While eating a cupcake. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. 
No way. Fuck off, mate. And this is that content to unfollow. And this is where you you really check help. That's the main thing where you really help me change my mindset. I remember having a conversation with you a couple of years ago about my guilt of of going going for a coffee with the new mums group. Yeah. And yeah. agonizing about whether I was gonna have a cake. I wasn't gonna have a cake. I shouldn't really, shouldn't really have a cake. And now yeah. none of these thoughts ever cross my mouth my, my mind at all. And Maybe every now and then I'll have a little, oh, maybe if I lost half a stone. But it's like, what would happen? If I lost half a stone, what would happen? What would, I, would I truly be any happier than I am now? No, I'm more than happy. And I've probably been the same weight for about three years yeah. since, since some of those big changes after having kids that I kind of did lose some weight that I wanted to. Probably nothing's ever changed. And it's fine. And I don't agonize about that. I don't open the packet of biscuits and put them all in the bin outside of the wrappers so that I don't go back in the bin and get them with the wrappers and eat them. I don't do that anymore. Exactly. You know, and and right now, like I'm looking down at my stomach roll that's sitting well over the waistband of my trousers and thinking, oh man, you know, like why would people trust me as a fitness professional? But actually I'm in great shape and I'm very healthy. And people need to remember that, as you said, with the new mums and having that coffee and cake, yeah. What's going to make your life more whole? Is it about having some relationships with some real human beings and having a moment of joy? Yeah. Or is it about saying, no, sorry, guys, I can't do that because I'm falling diet and I'm trying to watch my liquid calories. So actually I'm going to go home and eat a rice cake and cry. So miserable. There's more to life than the way that you look. And yes, the way that you look delves into confidence and everything like that. But that's why we should be teaching people about having a confident, you know, yeah. helping people with their body image. Yes. And, and inspire confidence over the physical traits and the mental traits and yeah. strengths that they already have exactly rather than focusing on the ones they're not doing because you can't yeah. hate yourself into change no change has to come from a place of self-love and then from a place of self-love and it's like happiness happiness isn't somewhere else yeah if you think if you think happiness is a new car or a new job or a new relationship or a new thing yeah. it will never be where you are no. right now exactly it's about cultivating that in your own life and then go okay yeah maybe you don't enjoy your job then change it yeah. Maybe maybe you don't enjoy your relationship. Okay, well, you either love that person and you want to go to therapy and you want to work on it together because it's okay to ask for help. Navigating life is difficult yeah. and people have their own values and emotions and mental stories. Yeah. Really great book recommendation, by the way, is something called Crucial Conversations mm-hmm. because it's all about having conversations when the emotions and the stakes are high, which is anything that involves family and relationships, let's be honest. But it's about navigating those and being able to understand when you're telling yourself stories about the other yeah. person's intentions that you're not actually aware of. Yeah. Different conversation, but, you know, ask for help. Yeah. There are more spokes in the, we, we use a, an assessment sheet with our clients. One's called the stress web, one's called the resilience web, and one's called the life web. Mm. And what these do is they shade them out based on how much they feel resonance with a certain corner of that wheel, you know, certain spokes yeah. of the wheel. And in the life wheel, there's, six spokes mm-hmm. financial health emotional health mental health physical health uh social health and i always forget the other one but there's there's more spokes on there than physical health yeah and we need to just like i said you, you know thanks for the prompt of giving people advice that they can do for free mm-hmm. financial health is a big is a big one yeah so is social health so is mental health so mm-hmm. is emotional health Mm. we need to be cultivating great practices for these things and taking care of them. And that might be having the coffee and cake 
with yeah. your mates is a better decision for your overall health yeah. than having a salad. And in that instance, that's where I talk about eating skills, eating guidelines and value-based decision-making alongside the intuitive eating concepts to help people make peace with their relationship with food, yeah, have a healthier life. And then if they're in a place where they're willing to, and wanting to make some health-focused changes, how can we do that in a positive manner? And we focus on adding things with our clients, not necessarily giving them more shit to do because we've all got yeah. limited time. And the whole, oh, we've all got time, you're just not making it a priority. Yeah. Unfollow those people as well. Yeah. Um, because we have the same 24 hours, but what we need to do with them varies massively from person to person. Yeah. Um, where was I with that? In terms of value-based decision-making yeah. and intuitive eating concepts, we can then look at, okay, what health-based changes can we make which are going to be positive? So it's not about cutting food out. It's more adding things in. Yeah. Amazing. Johnny, I could honestly talk to you all day. I appreciate you coming on and just chatting. It's amazing. And it just, it's so wholesome and it's just, it resonates so much with loads of stuff that I know that we've talked about before and just stuff that I know that people will be able to take home and, and feel that they can maybe just, even if one person just makes a couple of changes to make them feel a bit better and live a bit more happy then then I, that's our job done. So I can't yeah. thank you enough. Thanks so much for for all your, I love it. All your wisdom. I thank you. Come on at any time, Manny, you know me. Thank we, you. Can, we can talk all day. I just, I'm, I, you know, it's, it's when you talked about starting this channel and, and doing the thing that you're doing now, I was like, that's so cool because yeah. you know, you've been so passionate about it for so long. And, and I, I just want to reiterate, you know, like when I throw rocks at things like meal plans and coaching in a certain way and, and yeah. giving people descriptions, I understand that doesn't come from a place of malice all of the time. Of there are some fitness bellends out there that will do it just to make a yeah. buck. But there are some people who, like me as a younger, a younger Johnny, I did that because I thought that was the best way to help people because that was the yeah. way that I had been taught. It was the only thing I had. It was the only mm -hmm. tool I had in the toolbox. Mm. But understanding that limitation and then, again, in, there's something in motivational interviewing, um, avoiding the expert trap, and avoiding offering unsolicited advice as mm. someone who's trying to help someone with their well-being is so key yeah because you, you do it out of a place of help you're like oh right i know what you should do i have the answer yeah because you think that's what they want but actually what people need is a good listening to yeah which is a quote in motivational interviewing it's not mine yeah um people need to be listened and heard and actually mm. if you there's a key thing called um affirming and reflecting change talk yeah so if someone says to you i know i can do this because in the past i've done x yeah and actually i'm really positive about making this change you mm. just say it back to them in, a, in your own words and summarize it for them and you sound a little bit like a parrot but actually you're you're helping the client you're basically holding yeah. up a mirror to the client yeah and showcasing their best self so you're saying you've shown great strength in changing your body in the past you know that you can do it again mm -hmm. you're excited to try a new way which is this new habit that you're going to focus on exactly that and you're like i know it's exactly that you just said it but yeah. it helps people then reaffirm them rather than maybe yeah. taking a minute do you know what i mean we yeah absolutely that. yeah but you know if if this has piqued someone's interest who listens and they work with people and they want to know more about it then message me but check out the book motivational interviewing mm -hmm. in nutrition and fitness because it's that specific book that mm -hmm. i'm reading for a second time now that will, will help with that but yeah. you know if anything has touched on people then just hit me up on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Happy to answer questions all day long.
Absolutely. And we'll make sure we put all those links in the, the show notes, yeah. as they say. I don't know what any of that yeah. means yet, but you know, we'll do. <laughs> Easier than me saying it, right? Because then yeah. people are like, Johnny, John, how do I spell Johnny? Who, who, what, what? Is it with an H? Is it, is it yeah. I-E? Is it, you know, so yeah, we'll, we'll, that we'll, in. Yeah, we'll sort all of that out. So That'd thank you, Johnny. Thank you. My pleasure as always. Thank you for being part of this Wellbeing with Manny community. It really means a lot to me that you can spare some of your precious time to listen to these conversations. Please share this episode with anyone you think would benefit from hearing these open and real conversations. And remember, talking is key. Who will you have a conversation with?